I love it. Okay, any other favorite theories or conspiracies that you can think of off the top of your head? You guys heard about the five, I think it's called the five eyes. The five what? The five, five guys? Eyes. That's a burger and fries. That's, 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 that's a conspiracy though. That's it's, a thing, it's, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's the intelligence agencies of the US, Canada, I think it's Britain, yeah. uh, Australia, and Correct. Walmart. Uh, Wait, five eyes. Another yeah. European okay. country. Smaller. Definitely heard the yeah. burger joint. Five. <laughs> That's all I'm hearing that right now. So five good. guys. That's five like, guys. Like that actually exists. It's not a conspiracy. Like it's just basically they decide to share intel with each other that they get, so that like you know, like especially digital intel, right? Like that yeah. they get out of like cell phones and stuff like that, just to help. But each how other much out. of it are they storing and why? Oh, that's my question. Well, I mean, like you heard of Prism, right? Like uh, the whole Edward Snowden leaks. Yeah. What? You, you, okay, you guys need to explain this to me from the beginning because I've never heard okay. about this. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Daniel, go. For so it. the Five Eyes essentially it's five countries. If you live in Canada, you've probably heard the whole idea: we never spy on our own people. That's true. Because the U.S. does it for us, Australia does it for us, and then they give us the information. What? Exactly. In the same way, Canada would then spy on U.S. citizens on behalf of the U.S., so the U.S. can claim we never spy on our own citizens. So you can literally say that statement. And not be lying. Exactly. Be 100% truthful. Yeah. And so essentially, it's these big bunkers underground in mountains, and all that happens, they just siphon everything that comes in through the internet. What? And, How do and, I work for these people? No, like, not actually, my teacher. I want to get into this. My teacher actually, because he got a tour of one of these installations, what? and imagine like hundreds of stories underground of a robot just taking hard drives and filling them up with data and moving it onto a shelf. Wells of essentially hard drives going hundreds of meters down what? the ground. What? What? It's huge. And what? You, you literally, it's like, so this is a real thing. Yeah, this is not sci-fi. It's not this sci-fi. This sounds like sci-fi. It, it, it sounds like something out of The Incredibles, but it's literally uh, yeah. a balcony and can look down hundreds of meters and it's just electronic devices. It's just totally acceptable, but we're yeah. not thinking about how weird this is. Like no. how, how like totally sci-fi this is. No. That's insane. And, and, it yeah. happens with everything. With everything. Like, they're just, like, taking knowledge about everything. Yeah. And I, I think in the U.S., they had, like, I don't know how they got it, but they, like, coerced companies into basically giving them all their data. So they had, like, backdoors with yeah. Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Apple. Actually, uh, they never got the Apple one. They did get the Apple. Apple came later. Apple was one of the last I ones. I thought they join. broke Apple, but they d- Apple didn't give it up. No, that was, there was that, later on Apple started pushing back. But oh, okay. in the Prism leaks that Snowden let out, Apple was giving them data okay. too, right? That's like the AT and T one. Uh, I think it's in Colorado actually too. It's this giant AT and T center, and every day, white vans, unmarked white vans, pull into this uh, area and pull out. What? Trucks will come in at night. Trucks will leave. Once it gets dark, giant you know stadium bright white lights will turn on. But you never see people walking around. If you try to come in, the military will stop you. But the odd part is, A, the military doesn't have a badge that says, oh, we're the unit from Colorado, 188 right. Airborne, right. Infantry, Recce. They don't have identification at Just all. the U.S. flag. What? But the ironic part is, it's owned by AT&T, the company. Okay. But no, why do they need to be there anyway? You can get so, all that stuff digitally. 
Pardon? You can get all this information digitally. Why do you need a physical presence? Yeah, that's actually that's why, that's like, what they keep why is there like cargo like yeah. bands showing up? Exactly. So that's why people are like, well, what's going on here? There's a landing pad for like helicopters. Why would AT and T be landing helicopters? What? I mean, like if AT and T is a whole storefront. Like, no, I'm just joking. AT and T is like a big corporation, right? Yeah. Like if they have a helipad or something, right? And like their CEOs are going off. Why would a CEO ever visit a data center? Like, what, what could he possibly do? I mean, check out the data center. I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Why would he build, like, visit certain parts of the company? Great, that great wires, himself, guys. Right? Cool hard drives. I mean, like, they cool. Great, great job, guys. <laughs> I mean, Looking they do great. Go, go yeah. around and make visits to, yeah, like, to all the other corporate work. buildings. Like, great job on marketing. I'm sure they look at the data sales. center at some point, right? Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not outside the realm of, like, plausibility that they would visit. Maybe, but okay. I mean, it makes sense because AT&T sells the government. The I mean, like, yeah, I, I just think, like, they don't need, like, why does the government need to be there then, you know? Like, I mean, they could just, like, they, they could just connect to well, the servers like people, and pull the data themselves, right? People think it's some sort of a ruse. Actually, you don't want to connect. Oh, this is like, a, what, what, what's that, uh, FEMA camps? <laughs> yeah, like the FEMA camps. Okay, you yeah. need to explain this to me as well. Obviously, I'm not as read up about conspiracies as I FEMA thought camps. I was. Essentially, it was these giant plots of land. Wait, 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 wait. What was it called again? FEMA camps. FEMA, FEMA what does it stand yeah. for? Um, some, it has some, FEMA has something to do that? with, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, wait, no, no, you... Let me, let me Google this. Okay. FEMA has something to do with, like, crisis. It's, a, it's part of the government that takes over during crises, to my knowledge. Okay. And pictures had leaked of these FEMA camps. This was around the Ebola time of thousands of coffins stacked up in these camps just waiting to be what? used. But plastic as if they're expecting mass casualties. What? So like, like what's going on that here? Okay, that just said, that just gave me chills. I'm not yeah. I'm not okay with this. Like <laughs> yeah. that is like literally yeah. dystopian end of times. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Federal emergency Shit, like, ma- management no. yeah. agency. So if you talk okay. about a federal emergency, a lot of people are gonna die. Yeah. Right. Are you gonna leave those bodies just out, uh, out and about in the open? Like, if you're gonna probably want to like put them in something and bury them just to prevent like bacterial spreads or exactly. whatever, like some sort of sickness that comes. And plastic's of it, right? probably your best bet because it won't decompose and spread. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I think th- I think that's all very plausible, right? Like if you just had like a bunch of dead bodies lying around you, you that were like decaying, you'd probably get sick from have, from coming. Into okay. Yeah. That totally. Right? It totally makes sense. But at yeah. the same time, like. Chilling. Yeah. That's chilling. Yeah. It is. That's insane. Federal emergency, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Planning for terrible situations. That's true. Cool. Okay. Had no idea that that even existed. Yeah. Did you know, by the way? I don't think the Ebola time is over. You're saying like the Ebola time, like. Oh, okay. Like, when I say Ebola time, I mean like when it was really big in the news. When everyone, everyone was talking was, about yeah. Ebola, it was spreading. Exactly. Like you went that, outside. Right? You might have Ebola. That right. That time, that time yeah. where everyone was yeah. just like. I mean, feeding like, into the- yeah like a lot of these things aren't eliminated like we think right no, but it's no. just they're they're i guess isolated to small pockets and they don't yeah. really move around, around yeah i just watched much, like right? a, a medical informational video on youtube about ebola like the other day you're right don't ask me why i was there <laughs> but like i just i just did i just watched it the other day and it was current it was like we need to get this information out there yeah, it's yeah. still it's still something that people are dealing with but just like the hype is gone. So yeah. again, hate using the word hype, but it's true. The hype is gone. It always Hype's weirds the me. the right word. I like the word it is. hype. You know? It always weirds me out though how what, like literally North America 
can be obsessed with something and then just cut it off and done. That's Dead. True. You never hear about well, it again, even it's, though it's still happening in the world. It, well, that's because it's like the initial, the shock wears off and then it's back to normal. Like exactly. people get sick all the time, right? People die all the time, I don't think right? it's just that though. I think we're in a weird bubble. Like, okay, I always say this. This is a personal theory. Uh, the Hunger Games, you guys have watched it or read yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Our, our generation has been all about the Hunger Games. Um... The capital versus all of the other states. Sure. I have this theory when I was reading the book that the capital is literally like North America and first world. Yeah, yeah. And like all of the other states are all of the other like developing countries in the world. And it's called the Hunger Games because that's literally what we're like. We're like the capital in in the sense where we literally, it's almost like a game to get in to our country. Like the only the best of the best will take. Or, like, someone who's, like, a serious refugee. I guess that doesn't really line up with the plot of The Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll only take the best of the best. best. Yeah. And it's almost like The Hunger Games in the sense where they don't have quite as many resources as we do. And we make them, like, fight to be here. Or we make them separate for their fam- from their families to be here. I or whatever. Like, it's, it's, even- it's insane how much we're, like, the capital in the sense where we're so isolated from the rest of the world. We don't even, like, we're over here tweeting and just being, like... Oh my gosh, so-and-so didn't like my picture yesterday. But also, there are, like, these kids... And I know this is cliche to say, but there are kids literally dying at this very second. I know, I know. That's but, insane. But I'm just... Like, you can't escape that either. Because, like, look at the products we all buy. Like, all these electronics. Like, who, who knows, like, the the chain of, like, you know, where, where all of this stuff is coming from, right? Like, right. child labor, yeah. people working with dangerous chemicals. Yeah. Like, that happens with iPhones or, like, you know, people working in, like, lithium mines and stuff like yeah. that. And dangerous, like, we, we are we are exactly the capital from there. But the problem oh, no, exactly. is, like, if we weren't, somebody else would be. That's just humanity. You think? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just capitalism. It's just humanity. Like, if we're not on top, somebody else is going to be on top doing that. Do you, do you think capitalism is literally within human nature? Yes. That's a very interesting Greed debate. is within human nature. I always tell people freedom can never be achieved. Really? It's okay, explain pure, this to us. Freedom is a purely dystopian idea in and of itself. Freedom, in order to be able to do whatever you want, you would need to take someone else's freedoms. If that makes sense. Like, in order for you to do whatever you so want, you, you have like, to As the world stands else, right? right now, within yeah. our human nature, freedom does not exist. Not even human nature. If you just I look feel at like it some on, American out there is just gonna come in like a bald eagle literally <laughs> smashes through this window. They're like, no freedom does exist. Yeah. Well, in order for someone to be free, you have to oppress someone else. So if you look at 9/11, they weren't free. The Americans felt they weren't free because of the terrorist attacks. So what did they have to do? They went to the Middle East, and to a certain extent, I had to oppress the Middle East. In some degree, you know, they can't develop nuclear energy. Whoa. They can't develop nukes in order to secure security this for the U.S. This is literally something I've never thought before. I mean, yeah. I feel like the concept, like, I've had it in my head, like, right. in the background for a while. It right. makes sense to me, yeah. logically, but yeah. Yeah. keep, keep it In the same way laws are built, in order uh, to enjoy the freedoms that you enjoy today, being able to do certain things, it relies on the fact that we're denying people oh, yeah. the basis to do similar things uh yeah to, to be honest like think think of, i think about society as a way like you have to make compromises and you can't truly do whatever you want correct it's like giving a 
a room that you could run around in as much as you want. But you step outside that rule room and you break some of the laws. Like you might be going to prison or something exactly. like that, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree and, with this. And and the difference is like we're more free-ish than other places out there because they got much smaller rooms that they yeah. can run around in. Yeah. But uh, like we're we're not completely free. Like no. there's like it's not like you can do anything you want. Yeah, right? that's actually yeah that is true. I, I think people know choice. that even though they say that we have freedom here. I think yeah. you know freedom to an extent. Correct. Yeah. 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 But, uh, okay, so uh, talking about capitalism, I used to be very against capitalism. Obviously, someone, I just as someone who has worked with a lot of non for profits, I've worked with a, a lot of small organizations, like humer- humanitarian organizations. Right. And as someone who's worked and has volunteer experience with people, capitalism seems like like the enemy like that that seems like the king on the throne and like capitalism seems like it needs to be cut down like it needs to be taken off the throne like something else some other system needs to be put in place but what actually happened which is interesting is i'm ending up to be quite the centralist like kind of in between capitalism and a version of socialism in this sense where after i studied economics for a little bit i just realized that Capitalism is not ideal, but it's almost the best system that we have. Correct. Mm-hmm. And until we come up with a better system, it's the only one that's going to work. Right. And on top of that, to establish another system, you would have to unroot capitalism, which literally goes back so far. Yeah. Yeah. So far. Like, so I actually think that in the future, if we get to something better that accommodates for people who obviously are being oppressed by capitalism, it'll have to be some sort of weird capitalist blend with something else. Like, yeah. it won't be... There are a ton of people I know out there who are literally just like, no, ex-capitalism, like, cut it down, get rid of it. But I don't think it'll ever yeah. move Innovation on. Will stop. It'll have to... Exactly. Yeah. It'll have to... Like, look at China. Like, look at yeah. how good capitalism was for them when they embraced that. Yeah, ideal yeah. like ideology like, right more free market or exactly yeah. exactly so like i don't actually think it's bad but i also think that it'll have to be a weird blend with something else in the future for us to like yeah because it's it's one of those be things where, yeah like we we kind of are naturally greedy like the only reason you work hard is so you can like or you you have like these ambitions so you can have like a better quality of life or whatever right yeah. you you live the best you want the best things right uh they're not everyone can have that and we kind of get like if, if you're doing well you kind of like take pride in that and to do well someone else you have to have someone to compare yourself against that's doing worse than you right yeah. <laughs> like we kind of like we have that innate competition within do you, ourselves so you right? think that it's innate like you think yes. that I, I some think, sort of a hierarchy is innate i think capitalism. yeah yeah actually you think? apparently they they've done studies where like they'll put people uh in a in a group that's essentially like an anarchy, right? They will form their own hierarchy at this point. Really? They'll find someone to follow, right? Like mm-hmm. someone will kind of fill that void and people will just start following them. They, they like push other people into leadership positions at that point and create a hierarchy themselves. It's, it's just that the way we That makes sense to me. Right? Yeah. yeah. I can see that. So you're going to say something. I don't even remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. That's interesting. <laughs> I think so too. So then what do you think in the future if we were going to make things better in the world of capitalism? Like what do you think it would look like? Just I okay. I don't I don't know. Do you want to talk about ideally what it would look like or do you want to talk about realistically? It, I, oh, I realistically. Realistically, yeah. what do you think it would It would look have like? to be some sort of system that caters for those who cannot. Right. Without alienating those who can. Right. So in the sense that 
make it so that people who can't work and who can't take advantage of the system can still live comfortably, but those who are working and are doing well in the system are then not being penalized for it, which I think is difficult. Because right. everyone says, oh, let's tax the rich people, let's take everything back. Well, it's like, well, no, they worked for it. It's right. theirs. So yeah. finding a system that can achieve both would yeah. be the ideal system, but whether or not it's possible to yeah. do that, yeah. I don't know. So, so what, what problem do you think like are you trying to solve like when well, you say like the problems with capitalism like right. that could that's very broad right, right? okay so what, what's what interesting you... here's an example what's interesting yeah. with that solution is that i actually worked in uh, a non-for-profit organization last year where i was in a community of people who were relying on government income um because for lack of better terminology, basically capitalism had bested them. Like they are people with disabilities, they're people who have been traumatized before in their life, making them unable to work a steady job. Um, some of them have mental illnesses. So the problem that I found when I was in in that community is that in 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 like any place and I feel like a lot of people are coming to this conclusion anytime you go to any sort of a project, like a government project, um, geared to income homes like what you'll find is that what you have now is trauma people influencing trauma people right and so the problem with the solution that you have just like that you have just suggested is that yes we can get to this point where the rich aren't penalized and then you also have the people who are struggling and being influenced by poverty we can get them to a place where they're comfortable, but unfortunately, as far as housing is concerned, that's a place where they're all grouped together, and it only gets to this point where they're influencing each other, right? Like, where people, you're now, again, you're in this community where the trauma are influencing the trauma, and therefore, like, you're, you're not ending the poverty cycle. Right. Right? So that's something I thought of last summer, and I remember thinking, okay, so some sort of a solution to this would have to be spreading people out like people of all different classes whatever so that people can help one another out get to this maybe community system where if someone is caught in the poverty cycle they can go into a community where um they're seeing their opportunities widen okay. um even something as simple as that and that's like a small thing that i'm suggesting there are yeah. so many other things to do with the poverty cycle that needs to change yeah. But even like someone being able to see their opportunities widen, yeah. that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. Like hope is a huge thing for people. I yeah. think we severely underestimate how much like hope can completely change a person's life. Yeah. So for example, I thought of this solution where these people can be spread like widespread um, yeah. throughout the city. And what ends up happening in my head is, well then how do you decide like, who then therefore gets to live within like this rich suburbia and then who gets to live with like downtown in a small apartment like like how do you decide that there's also a bunch of varieties above like people who are within the poverty margin there's a bunch of variety of different classes above that so then what you're doing is essentially you're just displacing people and creating a whole new poverty bracket do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. You're just like displacing people. So I, I just got to this point where I was like, honestly, I I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. like I, I education mean, is yeah. the route that I took. Educa I was like, education. Education is key. It's just like some people, some people are stronger than others. Some people are faster than others. Some people are smarter than others. Some people are like you know like they're different. There's there's not an even distribution of like even talent and stuff like mm -hmm. that too, right? Like amongst yeah. people. 
Like, I, I just think that this is, like, nature has always been cruel. And yeah. I think what, what will end up happening is this system will just self-correct itself, right? Yeah. Like, like, That's what I say. I yeah. think Darwin is, I think it's Darwinism we're talking about never ended. Yeah. Yeah, like the that. whole idea that um, you know, and the in the wild, it's those who don't find food essentially die or yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. like in medieval times, whatever. I it was. strongly disagree with talking about marginalized people. And no, no, I don't mean. I don't. Sorry, I don't. Mean, I don't mean like the. <laughs> no, I know that saying. that's not what, the direction that you were heading, but at yeah. the same time, I'm like, I just want to make it clear that's not what we're saying. Yeah, we're no, saying, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you know what? Like, you have a mental illness. Fend for yourself. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. what I'm saying is because we've taken the nature aspect out of everything. Well, not for the most part. Nature doesn't play a is big of a role in North America in your success rate as much now as it is, you know, a disability or a mental illness. Because, like, you know, back then, like, the 1800s, like, if you had a mental illness to a certain extent, you could still function because you were on a farm. But whereas now everything is more social-based, a mental illness is going to show through a lot more. Do you think that's why it's, like, on the rise? I think that's why it's on the rise. Not that it's never existed. I just think it's going to show a lot more because we're more social now than we were before. You know, it would have been... It have been like the four people you knew in this acre of land. Right. So whether or not like Billy's weird, a, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. three other people here. So yeah. how we know? Like how do we know? Exactly. At the end of the day, no matter. You know, yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. I yeah. actually got it. So I think so. In that aspect, it's it's changed now to the fact that how it affects us. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I just want to clarify what I, what I said. I don't think mental illness is on the rise. I think that the identification of it and... Exactly. We're just learning more about it. Yeah, like, exactly. We, we, that we no, is definitely on the rise. Yeah, like, I mean, like, a hundred years ago, we didn't even know half these things even, like, these problems existed or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe maybe calling it a problem, but, like, I, I have a lack of it. Like, I, I don't know what else to call it, but, like, it's just the illness, like, we didn't know about, like, bipolar, like, being bipolar or something, yeah. right? It's just we're finding stuff finding out things about this like more and more as we as we uh i don't know experiment and yeah yeah totally okay totally separate (laughs) subject by the way yeah but i don't know i feel like the theme of our podcast is that i try and bring kanye into probably every single one one that we've recorded so far i've brought kanye into so you know you know what it is um but totally separate subject have you guys heard kanye's latest release no no what? Okay. No, not Okay, at tell all. me. Tell me why. I, I like Daniel's early, looking skeptical. Honestly, I like I was, no, Kanye. I genuinely, I was skeptical I, I, too because I was like, it's a seven track, I think it's seven, right? He released two albums actually. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. I don't even know this. I just know that I, I'm like really late to the game because I've been skeptical about everything about Kanye after like graduation. Like literally after that, I was like, eh, exactly. I feel College like the rest of this Exactly, College Dropout and Graduation. Yeah. Like, th- those are, like, Graduation was the second one. Right? Yeah. Yeah, those two were good. And then Kanye okay. after that, um, I just don't like care that much anymore. I never really liked Kanye. Uh, what? Kanye. Okay, okay let's get into this. Like, Why? Actually. I don't know. He, I can't even put anything on it. Like, I just never gave him a chance. I think that's what it was. Like, yeah. I would listen to the songs that were popular, like Stronger and 
I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's good, but it was never great. And then I listened to stuff like Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, okay, now this is good yeah. rap music. It's intelligent. Okay, I should go listen stuff. to College Dropout. That was actually a really good album. Okay. Yeah, yeah just give it a chance. Just okay. give it a chance. I'll give yeah, yeah. him a chance. Okay, so you definitely did not. I definitely did not listen no. to this later. I, I, I am loving it. Oh my goodness, he's it's being it's so experimental. Like it's literally he's using some different like tracks and samples of like more electronic stuff and i mean I, i'm not talking about like electronic beats i'm talking about like weird electronic okay. instrumental okay. stuff like it's really cool um yeah but kanye theories vamal and i have talked about this before like you think that kanye is actually crazy yeah you think that he's crazy or you think that he's just really self-aware that's my my theory is that he's super self-aware and he's just playing into a part i don't know i don't know yeah, like, what, what do you think? No clue whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I just think, think he's full of himself. Like, he's just, he's just, like, kind of, uh, I feel like, uh, I don't know, he's just, he's just really feeling himself, you Kay. know? Like, See, I don't know. You're... He's married. How, how full of yourself can you be and married at the same time? I don't I mean, know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Jay-Z was uh, interviewed by David Letterman, and he's like, yeah, like, Kanye, before he even started rapping, he's like, He's always been like this. Like, he stood up on the table and said, I am the savior of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that always, whenever I hear that, yeah. cracks me up. Yeah, like, like, that's I mean, so like, funny. How do you not He's not, he's not even, he didn't even make it yet. He stands up on the table and just like, I am the savior of Chicago. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. How, yeah, like, I mean, like, it's hilarious, but how are you not fully yourself at that point, right? Especially I don't know if you whether believe that, right? To his and that's a private incident. Not, like, true. that's that's not something he did... Like where he grabs the mic off someone and tells them that they, somebody else should have won the award, right? right. Like, it's not that kind of situation, right? Listen, like, I I don't know whether listening to his latest release, um, the album about being bipolar, the one that I'm talking about, I can't even remember its title. I don't know oh, if yeah. listening to that for you guys is will he bipolar. Still, yeah, that's what he came out with. Like, oh, okay, because that yeah, makes sense. With this like diagnosis that he's bipolar. When Isn't you, that interesting? Because when you hit the in, in bipolar, when apparently when you hit the manic phase, like there's there's like uh, basically you feel like invincible and on top of the world in those yeah. type of situations. So like I mean, you think it makes sense? It it yeah, it could yeah. I don't know whether if I, you guys I, listen to this album, I don't know whether it would solidify your understanding that he's a narcissist or if I don't it, think he's a narcissist. Or if or like that he's full of himself or if you would go completely the other way. Cause I, I listened to it and I was like, this album is Kanye unfiltered unfiltered and unguarded. Like when I was listening to it, I was like, Yeah, this all makes sense now. Like this makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't why think, you are the way you are. I don't think yeah, I, I would have never considered Kanye like a narcissist or anything. Because he has these moments where he like shows real empathy and concern for other people, right? Oh like, totally. Yeah. Like in his in his like I spoke too soon about yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> in his early Take work, it back, Kanye. Like, <laughs> don't come after me. He feels like he has a conscience and then there's that George Bush doesn't like black people thing. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> <it's a good laughs> I mean, like, you know, he got a lot of, like, attention because of that, and I, he might have actually made, what <laughs> made people... What I respect like, him for yeah. is... What I respect him for is for completely being entirely flawed and not apologizing for it. What I respect him for. I think, that, I think that we look at celebrities and we're like, oh, man, they have to be, like, perfect. Like, they're somehow, like, the perfect 
complete essence of a human being but it's like no this person was just like you and i and just got roller coaster tycoon style dropped into like yeah, this yeah. fame and fortune and now like they have a ton of money pro- usually at a young age like i don't know i, don't I know. couldn't you were going to say something, Adrian. Yeah, like, uh, what I respect about him is he just speaks his mind. Like, if he, that's wants, what to I mean. say, if he wants to say it, he just goes and says it, right? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. He's just yeah. like, you know what? Someone else should have won this award. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah, he said yeah. it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, he said it. Yeah. He went up and he said it. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Like, yeah, I like that. But also, you, you got to kind of watch that's for, you. like, the right moment yeah. to do something. Timing too, right? was like, not yeah, ideal. Yeah. You think? Oh, yeah, like definitely. He, he could have said it later. Like, you don't run up and take the microphone from somebody who's accepting the award. Yeah. Like, no one's asking you to be there at that point, you know? Like, yeah. who, who called you on stage? Why are you here? Why are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> right? I get it. Like, imagine you were getting that award. Oh, no. And, and I just run up and take the mic right out of your hand. You don't even know me. But I just come and take the mic right out of your hand. Oh, no. Head, I'm, right? definitely, you know? I'm definitely not excusing him at all. But at the same time, I'm, like, entirely fascinated by the way that he's just like, listen, I have authority. It's just like, he just, like, believes that much in himself. That he's like, I have the authority to say what I want. And, like, I also the, I also have the authority to be completely flawed. And it's, it's fine. Like, this is what makes me Kanye. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I just think it's, like, I just think it's amazing. Like, I'd like to get to that level of just confidence. I mean, maybe not. Maybe yeah, not to this point yeah, where yeah. I stand up on this rickety yeah, table. I'm like, yeah. I am the savior of London, Ontario. I'm like, <laughs> like, no. And, and I'm, I'm not like you know, uh, like, I'm not qualified to make a diagnosis. But if that's part of like, if he's bipolar, that could be part of that manic phase, right? Like that, that might not actually. That might be a symptom of something else, right? Mm. Like him doing that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is around our time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thanks for joining us, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was yeah. fun. Daniel, you were an amazing oh, addition you. to this dynamic. Thank right you. Now. This has been really cool. Yeah. Can you find out what's going on at these FEMA camps for us? <laughs> <laughs> Come back. We'll have that discussion on our podcast. <laughs> we'll just... In a room with no cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Well, someone will come in. We put all of our cell phones in the microwave, and we're just sitting in like we're all just touching pinkies, sitting in the middle of my living room, just having a conspiracy talk. We gotta get some like tinfoil though. Yeah, yeah, makes some happen. I'm down. Honestly, I'm down. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. Um, hope you learned nothing, and hope you had the best time. Yeah, uh, join in next week for another episode of Sunday Renegade where we talk about, yet again, more stuff that we know nothing about. Hope you guys have a great day, and thanks for listening once again. Bye. Bye. I always end up closing the podcast like a phone. Like like I'm hanging up a phone. Like, it's the worst. Okay. Bye.